That's right. I'm back on the air. I'm here. I never left. I'm not going anywhere. And the landscape of Parker County sports is about to change. I'm here for y'all. I'm here to cover y'all. I'm here to see everybody. From Weatherford to Alito to Springtown, Brock, Peaster, Millsap, everybody. I am here. Parker County Sports Podcast launches tonight. Parker County. I hope y'all had a terrific Tuesday, and I hope y'all have an even better Wednesday. As y'all have probably guessed at this point, I am Nolan Ruth, and as Matt Diggs once called me, I am the godfather of Parker County Sports, and this is your new home for all things to do with sports in Parker County. From our largest school in Weatherford down to our smallest school in Millsap, I'm here to report on everything that fits the sports scene and what I believe to be the greatest patch of land on God's earth. Guys, I cannot even begin to express how glad I am to announce the kickoff of the Parker County Sports Podcast. This has been a dream of mine for a long time. I traveled the state for a long time. I tried going anywhere else, and Lord knows I ended up right back here in my home county, Parker County, and I'm so pumped to be doing this. This took a lot of guts. This took a lot of time, a lot of planning. And I'm finally ready to kick it off with this great podcast. For reference, I'm Nolan Ruth. I am currently the sports writer for the Community News based out of my hometown, Alito. And uh, with them, I exclusively cover Alito. But I have been trying to kind of branch out a little bit. I've been uh, traveling a lot. I've been freelancing for the past five years covering uh, mainly high school football. I didn't start getting into other sports until I got to the community news in Lido. And I think it's about time that I went ahead and just changed everything that there is about the coverage Parker County receives in its sports programs. First off, there are a number of people to thank of me actually starting this. First off, uh, my buddy Blake Martin. Uh, five years ago, or four years ago, rather, we we started what has come to be what was Nolan and Company Sports, and we traveled the state. We traveled all over uh, DFW, especially covering high school football and getting to know the landscape, getting to meet a lot of media people, uh, and and just networking with them and kind of entering that fraternity that is uh, known as the Texas High School Football Media Mafia. And Blake, without you, this is not happening right now because I would not have had the guts to even start Nolan and Company Sports without you. Secondly is Mason Pruitt. When Blake Martin left Nolan and Company Sports, uh, Mason stepped in and in a lot of respects uh, really just became even a better partner than Blake was. And I mean, Blake's one of my best friends. That's no disrespect to him, but Mason put as much heart and soul into Nolan and company sports than even I did more than I did even. And he really, it has a good and long career ahead of him in this. He has 
left me to go on and do bigger and better things and credit to him. I will always, always follow his career. And I'm sure that we will hear his voice sometime soon. I don't know when, but he's a good friend of mine. He will always continue to be. And I will make sure that his voice is heard because I know that he's had some experiences with Parker County teams and we'll make sure that he ends up on this show maybe once or twice within the next year. All the coaches of the football programs here, uh, you know, uh, Aubrey Sims at Weatherford, I have not gotten to know him uh, yet, him only just finishing his first season at Weatherford. I hope to get to work with him more and get to know him as a, as a coach and as a man more, and hopefully we'll hear his voice on the show. Hopefully we'll hear all these, voice, uh, all these coaches' voices on the show. Uh, Tim Buchanan at Lido. Uh, Brian Hewlett at Springtown, Billy Mathis at Brock, actually at Weatherford for a time, and now Brock, uh, Gary McElroy at Peaster, and Jake Johnson at Millsap. Uh, I mean, without the coaches' support and without the coaches, uh, just just the info that they give me all the time, this would not have been possible. And I've built that kind of trust with them and that rapport with them to be able to bring you this show. So credit to all the coaches and to all my media buddies and Matt Diggs, I know you're listening to this credit to you for gifting me the title of the godfather of Parker County sports. You're the one who started this whole thing that put this idea in my head and I'm going to take it and run with it because Parker County deserves the best. There's not been a lot of coverage for a lot of these schools outside of Alito. And most of the time, sometimes Brock, you know, these schools are not getting the coverage that they deserve. The athletes are not getting the coverage they deserve. And I'm here to change that. I'm here to be the voice that gets these kids and these programs and these towns on the map and known. That is what I'm here to do. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and start my show. And I'm going to preface by saying y'all are listening to a podcast under the name Nolan and Company Sports. For those who have heard me before on these airwaves. That is my old show. That is where this all started. This That's where I first started really covering high school football. It's where I branched out. It's where I became my own journalist. It's where I became my own independent person and in how I cover sports and how I do things. And that show, Nolan and Company Sports, was uh, a little bit of a laughing stock, if I do say so myself. I, I mean, just listening to some of my old shows, I mean, I, I, I laugh at how immature and how unprofessional I sound sometimes. Well, you know what? I'm 23 years old, and I started this four years ago. So I started this when I was 19, and I'm, I've continued to grow. Uh, I am doing whatever I can to stay in this field and continue to give you all the coverage that you all want to hear and to provide the uh, hopefully the entertainment on top of everything that y'all are already getting from the teams themselves uh, as well. I hope I can be a, uh, a kind of what you come to on a daily basis when you want to know what's going on in Parker County with your school, with your program. And uh, I hope to do that. But Nolan and company was the catalyst to that. And I'm still under that name. And there's an explanation to give there. Yes, as it stands right now, I'm still doing business under the name Nolan and Company Sports. Uh, there's a little bit of logistical stuff that goes into that. Uh, Money-wise, I have not sold the, the rights to that company name. I plan to do that in the future uh, because that, that 
really that's part of my past. Uh, it, it, it was a fun time while we had it and it's time to move on. And to those listening that read my posts and that this was my last time with Nolan and Company Sports, uh, I believe I posted that right after the state championship football games. Uh, th- that's what that meant. Uh, it, it was an end of an era. It was an end of a chapter, a chapter in my life, which was very fun. It was the doorstep. It was my it was my first step into this that led me to be where I am now and led me to do this show in the first place. And until I sell those rights, this is the name that it will legally be under. It'll be uh, the, the podcast name will still be Nolan and Company Sports. The website I will be using will still be nolancosports.com for the time being. There will be a change that comes with that eventually. I will keep you updated. I will let you know as that progresses. Uh, however, this is where I am at the moment. You can still find me at nolancosports.com and here at, on the Nolan and Company Sports podcast. Uh, but I will not be referring to it as that anymore, so don't get confused. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is now the Parker County Sports Podcast and the website I soon hope to uh, buy the rights to will be parkercountysports.com. I'm in the process of working on that. There's a little bit of funding issue with that. I'm still working a full-time eight-to-five job right now that is actually helping me fund this and, and me being able to do this right now. And I will continue to work and, and see if what I can do about that to get that change happening and to uh, transition into the Parker County Sports Podcast and ParkerCountySports.com. But for right now, this is what I can afford. I have access to it. I'm going to utilize it. So please don't be confused uh, with the different names. This is the Parker County Sports Podcast from here on out until I can officially change the name. Now let's get into uh, what I plan for this. This is my goal, guys. Uh, Parker County has not been receiving a lot of media attention. Outside of Alito, and like I mentioned, Brock uh, sometimes, really most of the time with their uh, great programs there, baseball, softball, basketball, football, what have you, you know, Brock gets a lot of attention too. Uh, Weatherford gets some here and there. Springtown will get some uh, when they're doing well. Peaster almost never gets it. Millsap almost never gets it. And that's what I'm here to change. This is the Parker County Sports Podcast. I don't care who you are. I don't care what town you are, what school you go to, what school you went to. I don't care what school your kid goes to. They are going to be covered. That's what I am here to do. I want to make sure that everyone is getting credit where credit is due. Uh, Brian Gossett is actually the one who... led me to do this. He uh, is the prep sports editor for the Star-Telegram, as I'm sure most of y'all know. And he asked me one time who covers Parker County. And I happened to mention, I said, well, you guys do. And he looks at me and goes, well, you know, not really. And he was the one who told me, you know, this is your domain. This is, you can take it and run with it. And that's what I hope to do. Uh, and, you know, also I got a call from Peaster's uh, head football coach, Gary McElroy, uh, just yesterday. And he was talking to me about his players. He's got a great group of juniors, soon to be seniors this next football season, that are not getting the attention they deserve. They're not getting scouted. They're not getting college attention. And honestly, I, I think that that is absolute crap. 
n- not what he told me. I think it's crap that they're not being recruited. Uh, and I want to fix that. I want to be here to make sure these kids get attention. I want to give them a voice. It's my goal on this podcast and with hopefully soon my website as well that I can have these kids on here and I can have the coaches on here and I can have them talking. I can have them sharing their voices, getting out there. You know, a lot of times I'll have uh, some college coaches reach out to me every now and then and, you know, they don't care what I have to say about what a player can do on the field. They have, uh, they have, they want to know what he's like as a person. They want to know his character, how he is with media, how he, you know, he wants to know all of that. And so that's why I'm here. I want to give these players a voice. I want to give them exposure. I want to make sure that I'm doing my part to try to get them in a position where they can be successful in the future, either in their particular sport or just in the real world, just to show their character, just to let people know, hey, this is, for example, I'll use Gunnar McElroy, uh, coach's son, the quarterback at Peaster. Uh, This is Gunnar McElroy. I want people to know his character. I want people to know who Gunnar McElroy is, and I want to give him and everybody else in this county the opportunity to show their character and, 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 and really just to talk about it, give them some media exposure as well, because if they go to the next level, they're going to have some media exposure and I want them to relax. I want them to get used to that. I want them to have the opportunity to come on this show and just relax and be themselves, not have to be nervous anytime they face the media. Uh, that's really what I want to do. And with that, uh, I do want to preface something here. Uh, you know what, actually, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that right now. Uh, that's basically my goal with this podcast is that's what I want to do. When I started Nolan and Company Sports, it was all about me. It was all about my buddies and us getting our foot in the door into this field, into this stream, into this career path that we care so much about. We enjoy it. We love it. We have such a passion for it. I know I do. Uh, but really, as I matured, Uh, over these past five years into this role, I realized it's more about the kids. And that's what I want to do here. I don't, this is not about me. This is not about me having a stepping stone or me, you know, launching something that hopefully down the road, I really hope could be what Parker County, what what the, the, the site and the podcast that Parker County comes to for their sports coverage. Uh, I do hope that is the case, but it's not about that. This is about the kids. This is about the athletes. And I want to make sure they're getting covered. And so that's my goal is I want to make sure from, I want to make sure wall to wall that these kids, these athletes in every sport at every school are getting the coverage they deserved. With that said, I'm making an official announcement on this podcast right now. It has come to my attention that certain publications in this county have been rather lackluster in their coverage of Parker County sports. And I will not name such publications, but I think y'all know who I'm talking about. And really that irritates me down to my core. It really, really, really upset me when I saw that this particular publication was not going to do a particular piece of media that it does every single year because it was just robbing these kids of attention. It was robbing these kids of awards. It was robbing these kids of exposure. Uh, and that irritated me. It, it hurt me. 
and credit to Peaster head coach uh, Gary McElroy, who brought it to my attention and really is what drove me to want to do this. Uh, this is what I want to do. And so, fr- and so I am in the process of creating the all-county football team for Parker County. I have been in contact with coaches since 2.30 this afternoon. I'm recording this on Tuesday, January 25th. You'll probably hear from me again in a couple days. But uh, but right now, as I'm recording this, it's Tuesday, January 25th. I've been in contact with coaches all day since 2.30 this afternoon, getting stats, getting information on players, getting the awards. Uh, shout out to Tim Buchanan at Alito. Gary McElroy at Peaster and Billy Mathis at Brock, who have already given me that information uh, and no pressure to the other coaches. I've got some time here, um, you know, but just I, a lot of credit goes to these coaches for trusting me and, and supporting me in doing this and also supporting their kids and wanting their names to get out there. Uh, those three coaches that got me the information this afternoon. Thank you. Uh, and I will absolutely get be in consideration for all these awards and here's how I'm going to do it. I have from the Star Telegram kind of their method of how they select the all Fort Worth area teams. And I'm taking that and I'm going to get with a few other media people. Uh, one from one from Brock, one from Alito, one from Weatherford, one from Springtown that I have off the top of my head so far for sure that we will get our heads together and figure out this all-county team together. I don't want it to be on, all on me. Uh, I realize that, hey, I, I can be the one to select this, and I, I understand that I only have so many slots to fill here. And really, when I fill this out, a lot of y'all are not going to see names that you think need to be up there, or you're going to see names that you think uh, someone else should have been up there first. Uh, you know, guys, I can't please everybody. I'm I'm asking y'all to please have patience with me. I am very new to this. I'm just starting it out, and but I ha- I can confidently say I saw all I saw all six Parker County schools play football this year, and I have a good idea of where I'm gonna go with this. I just need to see the stats because I want to make sure that I'm giving credit to as many possible kids as possible, and that I'm giving credit where credit is due. So here's the criteria, and I'm going to release this first on the podcast and then on my website the day after. I'm going to have the all Parker County teams, and it's going to include an offensive MVP, a defensive MVP, a newcomer of the year, a utility player of the year, a coach of the year, and a team of the year. And then I'm going to do the first team and second team all county schools. Now, I'm going to preface by saying this. This is usually how it works as well. If a player is named one of the MVPs, one of the players of the year, offense, defense, utility, newcomer, they will not be first or second team on the county because I have so many slots to fill, and the MVP alone is kind of a prestigious award, so I want to give them that and give the slot on first or second team all county to another player that possibly deserves it. That way I'm making sure I can get names in there and give recognition where recognition is due. I'm currently in the process of doing that and it'll take me a couple weeks. I'm going to reveal it on my show, on this show. I'm going to reveal it on the podcast 
After I record that and release it, I'm going to give it 24 hours and then I will post it on my website where it will be in print, in publication, uh, in a link for people to share and read. And for my final point here, the future. Guys, I'm going to just come out and say it. I am a football reporter. I started that way. It's kind of the way I still am. I've branched out into more sports recently, baseball and softball in particular, uh, in the spring of 2021. I'm currently doing wrestling at Alito and soccer at Alito, and I'm trying to branch out more so I can get some Weatherford soccer and wrestling in there as well. And then baseball and softball, I'm going to make sure all the schools are covered with that uh, as well. I want to make sure that everyone get gets their uh, credit in any sport. I'm asking y'all to please, please be patient with me as I am a football reporter. Football is where my mind first goes when I think about sports coverage. Um, you know, and that you can you can be upset with me for that. You can, you know, say you can tell me over and over again you need to pay more attention to baseball, pay more attention to softball, soccer, basketball. Uh, basketball is another one. Basketball is really not one of my sports of uh, strength, and if you listen to my show Nolan and Company Sports, you would know that. And so that's something I'm also going to try to get into, and it's going to take me some time, guys. It really is. So I'm asking, I'm I'm asking you to please be patient with me. I will get around to covering y'all sports. I may not cover them extensively as I cover football for the first little bit, but if Brock baseball goes back to Round Rock for the state tournament, I'm going to give him credit. If Millsap softball wins district, I'm going to give them credit. If Peaster basketball goes to the quarterfinals, I'm going to give them credit, guys. I'm going to be paying attention. Trust me. Just with the extensiveness of all of it, I'm asking you to please be patient. I'm kind of going into this blind. I'm going into this with very little money, very little funding, very little, uh, no sponsors whatsoever. Uh, well, one, and I'll get to that in a minute, though. But... Guys, please just be patient with me. I'm going to get to it. I'm learning. I'm growing. And and really, the ones who help me out the most is y'all, is, is the listeners, the people who see me at restaurants. People who listen to the show will see me out in public and talk to me about all this stuff going on. They're the ones who bring all this to my attention. And so I want to be... That I want to be that guy. I really do. I enjoy it. It brings such a smile to my face and such joy to my heart when I see some of y'all and y'all are talking to me about Parker County sports, no matter what school, what town you come from or represent, it, it warms my heart to see that because it lets me know that I'm doing a good job and that y'all are listening and that y'all really care about it as much as I do. Uh, so please bear with me as I slowly, it's going to, it's going to be mostly football to start out. Uh, and it is going to be a busy offseason too, so I'm going to fill it with a lot of football. But trust me, guys, I'm paying attention. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. But ex as far as extensive coverage, I'm going to have to slowly grow into that. So please, please bear with me as I plan to do that. I'm going to take a short break, and when I come back, I'm going to go ahead and dive right into it. Thank you for hanging around with me for this first half hour. And I'm about to do a post-mortem for every single football team in Parker County. Y'all stick around. I'll be right back.
Hey guys, this is Nolan Ruth of the Parker County Sports Podcast. I'm here to tell you about Woody Woods Plumbing. There are three things we can't escape in life, and that's death, taxes, and our plumbing problems. And since 1954, Woody Woods Plumbing has provided fast, reliable, and guaranteed plumbing service to the greater Fort Worth area and even parts of Parker County. Their highly trained technicians can cover your residential and commercial needs from plumbing repairs and installations to drain cleaning, irrigation, and new water heaters. I've dealt with them multiple times, and I can tell whether you're dealing with Lonnie, Keith, Adam, or any of their other technicians, Woody Woods is the way to go. They're super easy to deal with. They're absolutely upfront and honest about everything that needs to be done with your plumbing. So call them today at 817-923-5248. That's 817-923-5248. Guys, don't wait. Get your plumbing taken care of today at Woody Woods Plumbing. Welcome back, folks. This is the very first edition of the Parker County Sports Podcast. I am the Godfather himself, Nolan Ruth, and thank you for joining me for this very first edition of such a podcast that only covers one county. There might be more in the state of Texas that only cover one county. I don't know if I'm the only one, but for sure, I know I'm the first in Parker County, and I hope to be the only in Parker County and the one that y'all come to the most for a long time. If you can't tell by my intro, Kenny Chesney's The Boys of Fall, this segment is going to be my post-mortem for the football season. I know it's been a little over a month since it ended now as Brock was the final team to play in the state championships as they fell to Lorena, unfortunately, at AT&T Stadium in the 3A Division I state championship. However... As most of y'all know, and if y'all follow me on Twitter, at Real Nolan Ruth, y'all know that I genuinely like to look, generally like to look on the positive side, especially when it comes to sports, uh, unless that is the Cowboys, of course. But with Parker County, I genuinely like to look on the positive side. And if you've ever read my short uh, little Twitter thread that I do at the end of every Friday night for park uh, of the week for football. I do a bit that I kind of stole from Matt Diggs and that is the dump. And if you know, Matt Diggs, you know that he covers everything down from six a to what he calls his little small school Diggsy, uh, uh, his little segment right there. And I know Brock people are familiar with it as he did a year long competition between Brock and, and Jim Ned which Brock ended up narrowly defeating Jim Ned in the dump by one point and then absolutely demolished them on the field down in Brownwood. Um, So I kind of took that and he gave me permission and I started my own little Parker County dump where I talk specifically about Parker County teams. And if you saw my end of the year dump, this segment is basically going to be that. I've got it right in front of me right here. I'm not going to read off of it directly, but I'm going to spend a little bit of time with each one talking about each particular team. 
Now, I'm actually going to work a little bit backwards here, which is actually how I did the final edition of the Parker County Dump. So I'm going to go from the furthest that a team went in the playoffs and work back. And so I'm going to start off with Brock. And I can honestly say that I am not shocked by what the Eagles did this year. Billy Mathis is a coach, for one, that absolutely, in my opinion, has the pedigree to take a team like this and and go this far. Now, he had a lot of talent. He had a lot of kids that were willing to work. He had a lot of pieces there. Cutter Wilson is one of them. Nathan Jones. Uh, Tyler Moody, the quarterback. You know, he had a lot of pieces there to help to put that team together and make them go. Reed Watkins on the defensive side of the ball had a fantastic year. Um, He loses some of that. He definitely loses some of that. He loses Nathan Jones. Uh, He loses Cutter Wilson. But I'm going to tell you right now that Brock should be, in my opinion, right back in that state title game this next year. I mean, I look at at kids like, like Brett Tutter, sophomore running back, who Cutter Wilson went down in the three games I covered, and and, and you know Tutter, uh, Tutter Wilson, or I'm sorry, Cutter Wilson, Brett Tutter rather, uh, stumbling my words here, steps in and absolutely dominates and has a great performance uh, against Whitesboro, Mount Vernon, um, and, and honestly, I was shocked to not see him get a lot of carries against Lorena. Uh, I thought that that was something that that could have been different, that may have. Uh, may have changed the outcome of the game. Maybe not the outcome over win and loss, but definitely made that game closer because I think that the Lorena uh, prepared so much for Cutter Wilson that Brett Tutter they just were not ready for. And I think that Brett Tutter, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure on one of those touchdown drives that Brock had in that state championship game, uh, Brett Tutter actually took quite a few carries and they weren't even ready for him. Um, without breaking too much in the NFL – and no offense to Cutter Wilson on this at all. He's a heck of a running back. It's kind of like comparing Ezekiel Elliott with Tony Pollard, right? You 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 over you over prepare for one running back so much that when the other one comes in, you're not ready for him, and he absolutely torches you. And that's exactly how I saw Brett Tutter. And he was just a sophomore, and so with him coming into his junior year, uh, you know, and and Tyler Moody coming into his senior year. Uh, you know, and then I look at big guys up front, you know, like uh, like Hunter Fay, just a sophomore, and absolutely tearing it up on both offensive and defensive sides of the ball. You know, I, I fully expect Brock to be right where they are. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm totally – I totally forgot Elijah Potts, you know, like another player they lose this year, unfortunately. And, you know, he was just absolutely incredible. And I'm not at all shocked that Brock made it this far. And, you know, I – it did not end the way that we wanted it to end, but this team has nothing to hang their heads about. They faced the Lorena team that was not going to be denied. You know, it's, it had been 30 years since their last state championship game. Uh, you know, their coach was in, was coaching in his first state championship game, and, and he was obviously highly motivated, and they prepared well. Absolutely hats off to them. Uh, but obviously credit to 
rough fighting to the last whistle. And, and honestly, I give that credit to, to Coach Mathis and the kids, obviously. just I mean, that's that's obviously just the Brock way. You know, they, they never give up until that, that clock's at triple zeros. And it, and it sucks. I mean, it would have been easy for them to, to just lay down, but they fought to the final whistle. And they end up going home uh, with the, the silver medal. But you know what? I'm telling you, this Brock team has a lot to look forward to. And, and this is kind of a sentimental pick for me. Um, I, I know this kid personally. I love him to death. Uh, and I think that he actually made a bit of an impact. And he is just a junior coming back as a senior. Keep your eyes on Jet Jones. I think we got a lot to see out of this kid. I think that he's got a lot to prove. I think that he has the capability of proving it. And he actually got a little bit of, he actually got a few touches. He actually got involved a little bit there in the semifinal and the state championship game. Keep your eyes on him. I think we got a lot more to see coming out of Jet Jones uh, next year. I'm going to drop I'm going to drop down to Springtown now who made it to the quarterfinals in 4A Division 1. And I did not get to see a lot of this team this year. I, I wish I would have gotten to see a lot more. Uh, but look, it's always a nod, it's always a nod whenever you make it to the quarterfinals. And they made it to the quarterfinals and had a rematch with a team that they had already lost to in a district match one time. Wichita Falls Hershey had a great year. Uh, I mean, shoot, almost made it to the state championship, just falling short to eventual state champion Stephenville. Uh, you know, Hershey was a great team, and it's hard to beat a great team twice, let alone once when you face them twice. And unfortunately, that's just what Springtown ran into. Uh, it was a good year for the Porcupines, though, when you look at what they overcame. Uh, you know, you can make the argument that they overachieved, uh, and that to an extent is correct. Uh, but I, I've said it, I said it right at the beginning of the season on the Nolan and Company Sports podcast when. You know, you just can't sleep on this team. You know, and really any team in uh, District uh, 4-4A, uh, you know, you just can't sleep on teams like Springtown or Decatur or, or, or you know, even Wichita Falls Hershey, who I think a lot of people slept on. And Springtown got slept on, and they ended up making it to the quarterfinals. Uh, that didn't go the way they wanted it to go, but obviously, you know, things could have been a lot worse. And a, a, a great uh, Wichita Falls Hershey team. And you know what? I think they're going to be just fine. Uh, they they've got a young squad right now. Obviously, they got uh, Coach Hewlett's uh, son Hudson at quarterback, and he was just a sophomore. A lot of the guys he was throwing to were sophomores. Uh, a lot of their O line are underclassmen. You know, they, this was a young team. I think this is a team that when you look at the fact that they made it to the quarterfinals, they probably made it that far a year too early, and they still made it that far. So I think that the future is bright for the Porcupines. I think that what Coach Hewlett's doing there is absolutely incredible. He's got a bunch of young players that are coming back, and I think that they're going to really, really make a difference in what's coming up uh, this next season for the Porcupines. Now as I move another one down, and I never thought this team would go so early uh, in a post-mortem about Parker County. It is my hometown, my alma mater, the Alito Bearcats. And they had a season come to an end in a way that nobody expected going into the game. And I don't think anyone expected. I think that when a lot of people woke up on Saturday morning, they had to remind themselves, wait a minute, South Oak Cliff is playing in this game, not Alito. Um, I know I did. You know, it, it, it was kind of a culture shock almost. 
And you know what? I, I, I hate to say this. I really do. There are every few years that that is a good thing. It, it's good for some teams, especially like Alito, to you know take a humbling defeat. And I know that Coach Tim Buchanan feels the same way. I heard his post-game talk to the boys, and he said, uh, hey, I hope I, I want you to remember this in the offseason. I want you to remember this when we're lifting weights. I want you to remember this during track. I want you to remember this during spring football. Y'all work harder. Um and, and unfortunately, you know, I this is a sentimental side of me talking just because of my role in Alito and covering Alito sports and just how kind of close I got to this senior class. Look, this senior class didn't deserve to have their careers in like this. It, it does suck, and I hate it. And I, I wrote a piece in the community news uh, tipping my cap to them because they fought their butts off. They were very humble. They were very... Uh, gracious, they were accepting of me as a brand as their brand new sports writer. Um, you know, they they always always showed me the kind of respect that I want to see whenever I go and talk to, to these guys. And yeah, I, I hate for that for them that their careers ended this way. I hate for really everybody I'm about to hit, even Springtown, Brock, everybody. I hate that careers end in, in these ways. Um, sentimental moment over. They had a great season. Alito had a great season, and I think that they even showed that they were no less dominant. They were no less elite than they have ever been. Uh, you know, they the only other team that fought South Oak Cliff that hard for four quarters was Duncanville, and Duncanville didn't even have to fight that hard for those four quarters uh, because they beat them fairly handily. You know, South Oak Cliff did not see an opponent like that except Alito all season long, and they end up obviously being state champions. Uh, you, you know, and I think that that's actually something that uh, should lessen the blow for the Bearcats because because of that fact. You know, the only other team to play sock the way that Alito did was Duncanville, and Duncanville ends up as a state semifinalist playing North Shore, and un- unfortunately ending up falling uh, there in the mid game on Saturday. Uh, Alito was no less elite this year, and when you look at what they bring back. Uh, and, and the first name that comes to my mind is Haas Haney. Uh, and, and I say this with utmost respect for him and the Haney family, who is very near and dear to my heart. Haas's last name might as well be Bishop. He is that kind of quarterback. He's that kind of quarterback that Alito wants, that Alito looks for, that Alito looks forward to seeing year in and year out. And I think that he's going to step into this role and absolutely take over. And offensive coordinator Robbie Jones should have uh, an absolute field day with that. And I think that they're going to return right back to where they were. Uh, they bring back a couple more key pieces, obviously. they, uh, you know, Running back-wise, I think that we're going to end up seeing Caleb Pope as the running back. Um, you know, d- Defensively, they bring back Devon Keyes. They bring back Cap Mooney. Uh, Jaden Allen, the younger brother of B.J. Allen, who is uh, pretty well-known around the state of Texas, he's back. Um, they lost a few key... Uh, they lost a lot up front offensively, uh, but... Knowing Alito, they're just going to fill that in. They're going to be just fine. Um, but they bring back uh, Ansel Dimbu up front defensively, who uh, it was an absolute monster up front, and he's going to do nothing but get better. I actually saw him tearing up on the wrestling mat not too long ago. He's going to be doing uh, just fine. And then uh, oh, one more. Um, Oh, I'm drawing a blank on him. Uh, Brian Wheeler. Brian Wheeler the, uh, was uh, put, 
I think he got some snaps both ways, but he's just another big guy. I also saw him tearing it up on the wrestling mat. Look, look Alito's going to be just fine. Even moving up into Division One, which we'll get into uh, next week when realignment rolls along, you know, Alito's going to be just fine. I think they had a great season. Uh, and, and, you know, this is not an indicator of, oh, Alito's going to be down for a while. Heck no. I think they're going to be right back in it next year. Uh, that's just my opinion. But and I know that's what people want to hear here in Parker County. But that that's honestly that looking at it, that's what makes sense the most. Going out to the next team, the Millsap Bulldogs, guys. I had so much fun covering this team. I only got to see one game of theirs. But Coach Jake Johnson is a great man. He's got a great program there. He's doing great things with it. I saw him tweeting about the sub varsity scores and their records and the the junior high scores and records. And he is doing something in Millsap that has not been seen in program history. And he actually kind of showed how they're on the upswing this year. When I was at this game, too, when Millsap won their first postseason game since 1999 and only the second in school history, they defied the odds. When you look at what this team and what they had to overcome early in the district season and then upsetting Dublin and Jacksboro to end the year, take second place in the district, get a rematch with Henrietta in the first round of the playoffs and beat them. Guys, that was incredible. And Millsap is on the upswing. And if you're not taking notice, you need you need to take notice now. Unfortunately, they lose uh, Lawson Nairn and uh, Waylon Dunn, who, oh, is a running back. Oh, my Lord. Such a stiff arm. The kid never gives up, never went down. He's going to play at the next level. I'm so happy that he is. Uh, This was a Millsap team that I think a lot of people slept on and overlooked, and they shouldn't have. Uh, Obviously, end up taking runner-up in district, and then a team that you lost to earlier in the year, come back and beat them in the first round of the playoffs, first playoff win in 21 years. The, the, The kids knew it. Coach Johnson knew it. Coach Johnson, uh, he, I don't know if he's going to get embarrassed by me saying this. Coach Johnson got a little emotional post-game talking to his players, even me during the interview. You can tell how much it meant to that town, and you can tell that the drive in their eyes, it is not over. And still being in 3A Division II, the future is bright. Obviously, when that happens, you're still going to have to go through the gunners of the world. Um, like, unfortunately, the Bulldogs did this year. But I'm telling you, something special is happening in Millsap. They're on the rise, and if you're not looking, you need to look now because it is just going to get better and better. Now I come to probably my two, well, for sure one of my favorite teams to cover in Parker County, and that would be the newest team in Parker County. Uh, And I want to give a lot of credit and a lot of shout-out to the people of Peaster who have welcomed me with open arms, obviously as the first guy to kind of jump on their media coverage, get them attention. You know, that's what I'm here for. That's what I want to do. They've welcomed me with open arms. I couldn't be more happy and just the hospitality they had. And Coach McElroy welcomed me in as well with open arms. So thank you and shout-out to the people of Peaster. Um, In its second year of UIL football, it beats out Paradise and really beats a lot of teams in district play that it was not projected to beat and makes the playoffs for the first time before they run into Jim Ned. Obviously, Jim Ned is Jim Ned. Obviously, he ended up falling to Brock, of course. But look, this is a young team, a young program, a young group of guys. And I know they had some seniors, and I hate that 
You know, they had to end only playing one playoff game and it being a loss. That happens. I know it does. But I'm telling you, Peaster is right there with what I was just saying about Millsap. They're on the rise. They are young, especially this upcoming year. A big, big core of juniors. I'm looking at Tremark Gilbert. I'm looking at Gunnar McElroy. I'm looking at uh, Caden Dewar. Caden Dewar could absolutely play. I'm pretty sure the game I saw, he had a receiving touchdown, an interception, and a punt return for a touchdown. That kid can play. And, uh, you know, Wyatt Lacey's another one I want to throw out there. Just a sophomore was making plays. Guys, Peaster is some is not a team to be reckoned with. I mean, do not sleep on this team either. They're going to be good, and they're only going to get better, especially under Coach McElroy. Much, much, much respect for him. Now I drop down to Weatherford. I say I drop down. I should say I shoot straight up from 3A Division One to 6A. Uh, now we're looking at the Weatherford Kangaroos. And, guys, they lose a lot. They do lose a lot. Uh, I, I will say, though, that my overall thought on this is that they now have a coach. And all due respect to Billy Mathis and his time at Weatherford. But Aubrey Sims is now the coach at Weatherford where he has the scheme and can see the strengths of his players and he puts it together, and he puts it to good use. They end up runner-up in district. Their only loss in district coming to Euless Trinity. Uh, you know, they beat North Crowley by the skins of their teeth on a last-minute touchdown, but North Crowley is no slouch either. Unfortunately, it came, to the end, uh, it came to an end at the hands of Byron Nelson. But Coach Aubrey Sims has the scheme and the game plan to get Weatherford where they've always wanted to be. And I think that it's going to be one heck of a show. And we'll see what district they end up in in realignment. That'll obviously be interesting. That'll definitely affect uh, what the Kangaroos are going to look like over the next couple of years with their finishes. Uh, I'll talk more about that next week when realignment comes out. And finally, the last one. I'm not going to talk much about them uh, because technically, technically, the school is in Jack County. But the community of Wit is in Parker County. I'm, of course, talking about the Perrin Wit Pirates. They're the one six-man team that Parker County can claim. They had a rough go of it in district. Uh, they are in a district of only four, and I don't know who knows what about six-man. Uh, but in six-man, only two teams make the playoffs per district, and they ended up finishing uh, third in their district and just out of the playoffs. Uh, but I can promise you right now, I tweeted this, I tweeted this on December 17th, 2021. I tweeted it then, and I'll say it on my podcast now. I promise you right now that someday soon I will be at a Perrin Witt Pirates playoff game. Mark my word. Write it down. Circle this date. It is going to happen. Guys, I've had so much fun doing this first show, and there are so many more to come. I've got a lot of guests lined up and plan to come on the show. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. I hope that you guys look to me as your Parker County sports go-to, as the guy who can keep you in the loop, letting you know all about what's going on. And I want to be that guy for years and years and years to come. If y'all don't follow me now on social media, please go do that. I'm at Real Nolan Ruth. Uh, you can follow at Company Nolan. It will be a page. It won't be up long, but as long as I don't yet have the Parker County Sports name, that's where the podcast will be tweeted to. At Company Nolan. It's Nolan and Company Sports. Guys, I've had so much fun with this, and it's 
only gonna get better. I hope y'all had fun tonight. If you've made it this far, I appreciate y'all listening to the ramblings of just another sports fan. And until my next show, this is the Parker County Godfather, Nolan Ruth, signing off. <laughs>